0: Subtle off-way coloring. A tasteful thickness of
1: it.
0: The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes.
2: You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand?
0: Be my victim. Fuck the front
2: time bitch! <laughs>
1: Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. The air is cooler, the leaves are falling. It is finally October. And like last year, this entire month is dedicated to slashers. That's right, it's the second annual Slashtober. Last year, we dedicated the whole month to the boogeyman, the face of Halloween, the OG slasher himself, Michael Myers. This year, We're talking about literally anyone else. I can't do a whole nother month of Michael. I'm sorry. I love Mikey, my, my, but we got there's other slashers in the world. And today, today is Friday the 13th. There is one of the baddest, one of the most iconic, Uh, you know, everybody's favorite mama's boy. We are talking Jason Voorhees. I can't be more excited. And I honestly, I can be more excited because I am super, super excited I am joined today by two of my best horror friends. I met them at Horror Hound a few years ago. And every time I run into them at a convention, I get so excited. They're amazing artists. They're one of my favorite teams that I see. They're actors, which we'll talk a lot about. And they're musicians and dancers. These guys do it all. I'm in awe of their talent. And uh, everyone, please welcome Adam and Kaylee. Hey, <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> we-, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were singing, Mortal <laughs> the car and she goes, and She goes, Y'all ready for this? I'm like, Whoa, 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 <laughs> the matchup. I wasn't ready for <laughs> How are
0: you not ready? They're literally the same song.
2: No, they're not, they're so all right, different. All right, all right. We are, yeah, Adam and Kaylee.
0: We're here,
2: and uh, uh really
0: happy to be here. We have
2: last names, which we said we would wait and and. Same. We
0: we had, once upon a time, separate last names. Yeah. We got married last October, and I'd like to say that my official documentation was Libby before and is now Michael's. As of
2: yesterday, she is. <laughs> well, as of... <laughs>
1: Congratulations! A, as of
2: yes, <laughs> filming this a, a little bit uh, before, it is... uh yep. Yeah.
1: We're Adam official. and Kaylee
2: Michaels.
0: Officially official. According to the... the Social the stars, according okay. to the
2: show.
0: Okay. <laughs> We've we,
2: we turned in all of our documents to a, an astronomy and astrology Ooh. company. Zeus, Zeus said <laughs>
1: it's okay. <Yeah. laughs> Zeus said it's okay. I love it. Yeah, I am well, so thank happy. For,
0: oh, thank you for having us. I, yes, I'm
1: this has been a long time coming, but I'm hoping this is the first of many collaborations between the two of us since it's the uh, the first I'm hoping of many the first time you guys have been on the show I'm going to ask what is why did you guys get into horror what are some of your earliest memories of the genre
0: mm, wow. is my is my story going to be shorter than yours I, go uh, you, I, I
2: don't
1: grew, know actually
0: I grew up super skilled skilled it was a skilled kid <laughs> But also really, um, really religious and homeschooled. So in the in the in that community, um, horror just is not as commonplace as like Bible verses and things like that, like the details. So horror was not something that I really stepped into until I went to my first haunted house. And I realized that I just loved the thrill of that. I think we were at Six Flags and all my siblings were really into the roller coasters and I'm afraid of heights. Now I like roller coasters a lot, but at the time I was really afraid of heights and there was only one other thing to do. And that was going to haunted houses. And (laughs) I ended up really loving the haunted houses and realizing that they were themed around certain characters and I didn't dive in really, really deep, but I. And was... why
2: didn't you dive in very deep? Because
0: you, you were scared.
2: Because you were scared.
0: So I didn't dive in too deep, but I understood that it was something that I was like, oh, that's kind of. I fun. understood
2: it was a movie.
0: I understand that the, I understood I
2: that there was actors playing movie. roles.
0: I understand there's a Michael.
2: character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I met you, and you then were still we very met. Scared.
0: Yep, and then we met, and uh, I had recently seen Pennywise, and Pennywise. Well,
2: on. When you saw Pennywise, we had not met.
0: We had not met. And it was the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. The new one, the Bill Skarsgård one, which is actually fantastic. But watching it as a skilty widow, skilty cat, and then seeing Adam's art of it in my best friend's basement. Well, now before I had to sprinkle in
2: a timeline a little bit.
0: Okay. I thought this was gonna be a short story. It was, yeah.
2: It was. That's okay. That's okay. Well, yeah, speaking of her being a scaredy cat, when I first met her, she was a scaredy cat and I was like, Oh, we gotta definitely make a YouTube video at some a YouTube channel where I watch horror movies with you and you were just petrified, plugging your ears and with your knees up. But then after a while she got really brave, so I couldn't exploit her. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, you know what though? I was also a of cat as a kid. I was very, very, very scared of horror movies. I don't know what my introduction to horror movies was as far as like what made me okay with it. But I was always very intrigued. And this, we grew up, I was born in the 80s. And so we had the infamous horror section and all of the VHS, like when you go to the video rental store. I feel like every kid would always wander over there out of pure intrigue and also fear. Like there's and... like
0: smoke billowing out of like the side <laughs>
2: of
0: it. Like eerie music's playing in a green light.
2: Yeah, in my memory, <laughs> not that fantastical, but in my memory, there's, certain, I, I will recall certain video parts like a rental area's. And it always felt like, oh, that is the horror area. In my memory, it's always like darker and creepier. And there was that one that very, the Michael Myers cover with uh, it's from five, the Michael Myers Mm -hmm. five cover, like that one was really freaked me out. And Jason really freaked us out and everything did. Oh my God, Chucky. We were, I was scared of all of it. I, I got more brave as I got a little older, like when I say older, I mean like in grade school, but um. I remember being so scared of Beetlejuice. That was like the freakiest thing I'd ever seen. I was five years old and she rips her face off. And I just, I ran, ran away, ran away and hid somewhere. And my, I couldn't see my s's, And so, and, and, and I, and I went to speech therapy so I could, and then I had a lisp and I'd have to say things like snake. That was <laughs> part of my, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, oh, I, I bring that up because my mom said, Yeah, you'd always hide and say it's KOE and pokey. Uh, I couldn't say the S's. But they convinced me, come back, it's a funny movie. Beetlejuice is funny, you have to come back. And I crept I crept around the the corner and right when I did he turned around as a snake and and I got all scared all over again. And then, you know, fast forward and got a little more brave. And my brothers and I always were like, You watch it, you step and watch it, because it was always being Jason would be on cinema. We were scared of Predator. Predator was like a horror movie to us growing up. I mean, pretty
0: intense.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, uh, yeah, I got brave eventually, and I became, I became uh, uh, a man, and uh, nothing could stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I just basically just would juggernaut through uh, brick walls, and you know, it was unstoppable. And then I had met these people. We're going full circle. you ready for this? I met these this couple, Brooke and Phil, some of our best friends. We love them, and uh, also filmmakers. We'll, well, sure he'll get brought up at some point. He he was the director of photography on Casey Jones Livewire. But I met them at a horror show. We just kind of became friends, just like how you how we talked, you know how yeah. we met you. And um, they picked up a Pennywise piece for me, and we just you know kind of stayed in touch. Not really even. I just followed them on Instagram. They followed me, and then a couple years later. I was looking at their Instagram because, like, oh yeah, they were very nice. I just was, I think, just being a curious fellow person. You know, you see someone on your feed and you're like,
0: we all stalk, we all stalk, and yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I was for whatever reason, I was like, oh, what were they all about again? And I was checking their stuff, and then I went to his wife's page, and there was a photo with Kaylee and her just hanging out, which Kaylee swears is the worst picture ever. I disagree. It's so bad. And I was like, this girl looks. I was, I thought she was pretty, but I also was like, she looks so happy and I have, I just want to get to know her. And that's, I I commented, I swear to God, I'm going somewhere with this. (laughs) I, I commented on the picture and then she commented back and then we kind of kept talking and that's how we had met. But it was then disclosed to me that this Pennywise picture they bought for me years later was hanging up in their in their home and kaylee came over and she saw it and she was like oh no oh my god why who why would this be in your house who would paint this uh, what were your words
0: oh you know i think something along the lines of who the fuck would do that
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> we were like that's that's uh this guy adam made that you'd like adam and she was like, I do not want to meet someone who would paint that.
0: I doubt it. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, uh, and anyway, now uh, we're married. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. It's a full circle story. Yeah, for you. it's a full circle. Oh.
0: So I think that, long story, very long there. Is that <laughs> into horror, really, growing up. But that's something that's been a huge, I think, delight in our relationship. Is that you get to show me all of these horror things and it's kind of like taking a kid to disney for the first time like it's it's a weird likening to but because i love the art of filmmaking so much and for a lot of the older horror movies there is it's so evident how much these creators also loved the art of filmmaking and they they loved the art of horror and creating scariness and i just think it's it's, yeah. it's it's super super awesome it's fun to watch for sure
2: and i like showing her horror movies you know i'm going <laughs> i'm going through uh, i watched the office as it came out i'm going somewhere with this oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, i watched the office as it aired you know just like randomly on tv And then you know what it, it's always playing in a hotel and so over the past 10 years or however long I just assumed I had seen all of The Office and turns out I've only seen like 40% of The Office so now I'm going back and watching it and I have always I just I don't like the Gabe character but then all of a sudden I realized what of his little character traits is he's super into horror movies and he's showing he he was his girlfriend's name I can't remember Aaron? Kimmy Schmidt yeah uh Aaron Uh, showing her horror movies but he like is really into it he's talking about Suspiria and and (laughs) it played like not an okay or cool thing and I'm like okay you're all insane because this guy actually sounds kind of awesome (laughs) I would gladly hang out Gabe and watch horror movies and and break them and we're doing that right now we're just talking about horror movies you know exactly uh, so my point is they made it seem like him showing her horror movies was was this this terrible fate that she had to endure. Cause it was like, oh, he's going to tell me about these horror movies. And uh, I think that's great.
0: I think horror movies are fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're, <laughs> they're artistic.
2: I love that.
1: Uh, speaking of art, I mentioned at the top, you guys are both artists and Adam, you specifically, I when we met, I met at your booth because it was a horror hound so and you had a lot of well being at a horror convention you had a lot of your horror work out Mm -hmm. and um I guess my question for both of you is what makes you want to create these artworks based off of these horror because you you guys do a lot like there's a lot of Disney um there's Star Wars and Marvel all sorts of different things but I think a big part of what I notice at least, maybe it's just me, my biases, but um, there's a lot of horror in it. Yeah. So what yeah. what draws you to doing horror art?
2: I, uh, that's a great question. I think the same reason why everyone, why there's such a big fan base of horror and people are just drawn into it. There's, I don't know. I, I think it's a question that is, it's so, it's probably so profound and vast for anyone to answer, but it's the most simple thing because there's, that's why there's, there's conventions dedicated to that genre and that there's so many of them. This is not like, oh, there's that one horror show that happens in America. There's so many of them all over and just people come out and, and they all connect. It's not like a pop culture show. It's a horror show. I don't know. I, I guess, um I don't know if it has something to do with being scared as a kid and growing up and really finding... An appreciation and love for these cool things as in my childhood. I don't know if I just think that they're awesome. It's probably every, it's probably all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm fired by it. And they're probably just really fun. I think they're just fun to paint. It's fun to make, it's fun to paint things. When there's a cool character, it's also fun to paint that cool character. These are like really almost like remedial, obvious answers. So <laughs> I don't know. How but sometimes
1: and, that's just the answer.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I was on a film set and there was a guy that was part of production and i'll never forget it because i was like eh, that's actually not a bad answer <laughs> and he was like when he enters when he enters the, moment the character enters says why don't we have like a light flickering like from the hallway like let like, there's a light just kind of going out flickering yeah. and someone was like why would but why would we why would that be happening and he's like i don't know because it's awesome looking <laughs> i was like well, not a bad answer yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know sometimes it's just as simple as i don't know i just because they're awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: no i love that answer because you know you could put all the time and thought into doing like a well like an eloquent elaborate answer but some sometimes you can't get more profound than because i want to sometimes yeah. it's all you need
2: mm-hmm. yeah We'll get and, into those uh, profound, douchey answers if we ever talk about the movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> then we'll get a I, real R.T. Okay. I yeah.
1: watched that for the first time uh, over the summer. And? I watch it. So I need to watch it again because I don't think I got it. Yeah. I don't think I, uh, I did it. It's not like I disliked it or anything, but I think my expectations were in a very different place from what it wow. ended up being. You so, watched the trailer? No. Is that?
2: You didn't.
1: So I also didn't know what I was getting into. All I knew was Nicolas Cage in a horror movie. And I don't know, it felt it didn't it it, it was a horror movie but it didn't feel like one. It felt more ethereal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um it, it was like clear. watching
2: a dream. Yes. Dude, I love that you said that. Yeah. Listen, you didn't get it. And neither did I. Like <laughs> that, I think I think that's the, one of the yeah. only movies where so when I first saw it I was really hyped. I went to I wanted to go see it in uh theaters. It was playing at this one theater in Chicago and it sold out. And I was super bummed. And uh and I ended that up that experience. Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh my god. Well, maybe I don't know. I saw the trailer and I was like really, really just hyped for this film. And then I saw it. And after it, I was like, huh, I hated that. And then the <laughs> next everyone knew I was really excited to see it. My friends and the next day, my, my buddy's like, how was it? I was like, uh i don't like it at all actually it's not i don't like it and then a couple of days later i was still thinking about it and someone else asked yeah. me and they're like I, was like I mean it had some cool parts there was there was some of this stuff that i really i did like and uh, uh and then like two weeks went by and i just couldn't stop thinking about it and then i was like i think i'm in love with this movie and then i've since watched it a handful of times we literally have uh, you can see it on here we literally uh. have about We have matching beast tattoos. And yeah, I think it's the it is the purest form of watching a poem play out on screen. Yeah. That movie. So I I don't know. I I think it's definitely a movie that you you kind of feel it. This sounds serious. I told you we're gonna get the RP. <laughs> well, I've read a lot of cool things about. I mean, this is all you really need to know about the movie is the the axe is it's a it's an actual axe sure, but it also symbolizes like his crystallized rage. And you, you start using dialogue with that, and you're like, okay, I think I get what's going on here. Everything is like it is and it is not. Yeah. Are and you, I you know, and we love it.
1: And I think it's one where I like as I watch it more, I'll like it more. I think. I think because certain certain movies are acquired tastes. I believe.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I felt the same way about evil dead too. I didn't okay. like it when I first saw it. I actually despised it when I first, saw. It. I thought it was the stupidest thing. Now it's one can, of my favorite movies. I think it's brilliant.
2: I can see how people can have that reaction to that movie because you're, well, you're seeing an, you're seeing an artist's vision truly. Yes. A, and I think we're missing a lot of that from well, we're missing a lot of that from the main landscape of cinema where we've, I truly believe we've left a time where there's an artist who has a voice to present. And right now it's prioritized as a product. So, movies yeah. right now on the mass scale, they're not, they're not even movies, they're just products. And how can you? And, and there, there's a degree of that. And, and I think there is also something special about making something so cool and, and iconic that like you want the action figure and the shirt and the comic book and that's awesome but i think that that's almost that's just a result of the cool thing you created we talked about this last night you know where uh her and i went on a, went on a long walk and she said do you think people know that they're making something iconic and um i i don't think i think you might have some one-off where people are like yeah i knew i knew i knew what to do and I may I I guess I would consider Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings you know like that was meant to be a sl- a huge hit they needed it to be a blockbuster and huge they just happened to get a guy who I think knows how to be authentic it was the right combination of, of authenticity and the um the subject matter and it all came together and it really it, it also happened to become a massive hit that then could become a massive product beyond just the books but like in a way where like you know Viggo Mortensen is synonymous with Aragorn right like you can't you can't ever change those characters at least not right now it would be so weird um but i think i think in general you know when you're truly making art and like the truest form of art you're just making it to make it and you're not really thinking that it should be something massive because if you're thinking that it should be massive then you're just becoming a slave to like creating a product and I do this. I think everyone does it. You know, you all want you want your thing to be a hit.
0: Especially so, in the yeah. realm of art specific mm-hmm. for a certain genre. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Adam, I think, is kind of in this next uh month, he's going to be releasing and, and has been releasing a very different genre of art than he has been before and i think that both of us are super super excited about that because it's completely fresh it's not you know michael myers again and jason Mm -hmm. although we love those characters it's something new and fresh and i think that we we both talked about and chose to go that that route Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we both talked about and chose to go this very specific route as far as this next series that he's releasing, because we're like we, you need something new and fresh, still creepy and spooky and and
2: yeah,
0: themed. But oh, we can different. talk about
2: it. this. is coming out October
0: thirteenth. Okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah, this, yeah. So if you yeah. so
2: hey hey, we're in the middle of October right now, and uh, <laughs> something called well, it started off as a daily Halloween sketch ten years ago, and it was truly just me doing sketches. The whole idea was a quick sketch. And then I put it out, and I would, you know, first one to write claim could buy it for a really, really, really cheap price. And then then the next year I did it, and then I just kept doing it. And it hit a point where it just was no longer a sketch, and they were just paintings. And uh, I, well, so now it's got a nice ring to it to call the Daily Halloween sketch, but they are not sketches. They are, they are fleshed out. Yeah, they're fleshed out pieces that I've worked very very long time on and create them to be something to stay in my my library and catalog of work for for a long time I hope so uh yeah I hit a point where I I was just trying to do things all of a sudden I and it also made me a better painter I I have to there's this 2016 was this year where you look at some pieces of mine and there's like there's just there is a quality happening and I look and I'm like I don't really know why I did that to be honest I just was, <laughs> no
0: this is the only like lover's quarrel that we have but I don't think you should discredit yourself like 2016 you really honed it into your skill but I don't think you should speak on it like you lost that skill oh because you definitely oh no I'm maintain not it. okay
2: cool. I, I'm not I'm not saying I lost a skill you I just think it's it. really cool like I was I honed in on something that I look at now and I'm like Dude, I don't even know what was going on but it was mm-hmm. it's awesome and then uh the next year I start I I did something called back in black would that have been that year? I don't really actually quite remember. But I did I did a year called Back in Black. And I was like, well, oh, I kind of like this theme. It gives me a purpose and it gives me a direction to go with these things. And then I did something called Black and Wine, which was a riff on Black and White, obviously, and inspired by the silver screen era, Universal Monsters and all that. I and think I have one of those. You I really? What do you have?
0: Piece you have. I, th-
2: I think... <laughs> Uh-oh. It's actually
1: hanging up. I have the Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah, yes!
2: yes, that's awesome.
1: Oh, I my
0: love that piece. I think it's so so pretty, but he painted that with actual wine. And going going into that whole series, yep, was an Inktober or was so like a, was a, yeah, yeah, essentially a daily
2: What's so interesting? I don't. I mean, listen, if it was around, I just did it. The, I the term Inktober was not a thing. Like when I was doing this daily Halloween sketch, like I didn't. I and maybe Inktober is around, but. In my circle of art friends, like just it wasn't really being discussed. And now I, I think I think it's something like Instagram has really brought out the October uh, event, and I, and it's really a, a great thing because I do think it it requires you to keep pushing every day. And while now I'm at a point where I don't I don't do them every day in October, I can't. Uh, but I so I have to kind of get them ready. As Much far like as
0: cure like create, I'm not them
2: creating them every on single every day. single day. Like, well, shouldn't say that actually. No, it happens every year. where I try to get. I try to get ahead of it and start working on it like in September. Well,
0: I ruined yeah. that for him last year because our one year, our, our anniversary is now on October Our February. wedding is <laughs>
2: on the 1st. Yeah, we'll have her one so. year. But um, so I, you know, every year I do run into the, toward the end of October, it'll, it'll be me doing it probably every day with the last, like I think last year was the last like nine days. I was like, all right, I had a bus. Cause I just, you know, you get, you run out of time and, and that it all catches up with you. But so if you're
0: listening to this podcast, there is still an original out there for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> have uh, however many days left, uh, whatever, from the 12th on or 13th on. But uh, so it was black and wine. I used red wine and ink. And then the next year I did something called Neon Nightmares, which was just putting t- tubular radtastic colors into all of it, which was really fun to do, especially doing, I mean, there's like the obvious ones, like the 80s characters, but it was really cool doing the universal monsters and this more eye poppy yeah
1: color. i got i got a couple of the, I, i'm not gonna mm-hmm. interrupt every time saying oh i got one from no, that no, no. I,
0: I got it it's fun to know who has yeah. the art it, it is really fun to know so thank you
1: I'll, I'll, I'll show you after but i have a little wall in my house where i have um your predator work um oh. from that one. Oh, and, that's, the last like, one right yeah and then i have uh Oh, cool. I met Carl Weathers at the Motor City Comic Con earlier this year, so mm-hmm. I have those together. The our Carl Weathers picture, and then your Predator above that.
2: Very. I'm honored. I yeah, that's a cool piece. That was a, that was a fun year doing that. It was that was a very time consuming year because those neon colors, you know, you have to just dish out some of your, your the palette of colors is kind of a lot, and they're just prepped a different way than watercolor and normal paints and, and i had that i had to source out from so many different areas to be like i can't find a really proper blue so i have to i found someone that makes this color that is just the the right tone that i want and yeah. then the next year i did death and coffee which was coffee and ink that was yeah I, I used the bowl to make so you'll see those circles on those that's for the bowl because i originally I, I was like maybe i'll get that big old reese's mug you see that <laughs> the
0: dad bug. Yeah,
2: I know. And then I don't think I still, I think that still wasn't big enough. So I ended up using <laughs> a bowl and that, that was. And then last year I combined all three of them together. Uh, so it was neon inks, it was regular inks, neon inks and coffee and red wine. And that was called the Frankensteiner series. So it was just putting them all together. That was really cool to do. And, and I think we were both a little unsure of how it was going to look thought it might look muddy and messy here's I mean. the
0: thing I feel, like a, I feel like a totally unsupportive partner and every time true. every time this this conversation comes up because he's like <laughs> he presents the topic to me and i immediately am like Ah, I don't think that this is good, a good idea. (laughs) No, you're very supportive. You're very supportive. Well, I've learned. Here's the thing. There's a difference between (laughs) immediate support and just learning that, you know, your person well enough to know that they're just going to, they're coming to you asking for like, hey, what do you think about this? But what they're really asking is just permission.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. I will let you know if I'm. Sometimes you need, you just need someone to be like, yeah, that sounds good. I We had this talk where um, <laughs> I had said, you know, why don't you, you know what you're going to do? So just do it. And I said, yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I, I'm not sure. And you saying that sounds good, it, it helps me get to the answer. Or sometimes you saying, I don't think that's a good idea. It really allows me to actually look at my thoughts where I can't do it on my own. And in that moment, at least, and be like, yeah. no, you know what? My heart does want this. And there's times where I'm like, yep, you're right. You're right. So there's no rhyme or reason with any of that.
0: Well, I think that's also the 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 being married to an artist. Mm. Like, you, <laughs> you feel the same way about me. If I were to be like, this dance move, I don't even, yes. I don't know where to put this in my choreography. for the class that I need to teach. So uh, we, anyways. We, we really. Will
2: get, yes. We will talk. So- <laughs> but, well, well, this brings us to this year. And I. Oh, yeah. 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 Up <laughs> there. I went back. I had some themes that I wanted to do, and I still might do them, so I'm not gonna say what they are. But ultimately, uh, I tried, I tried one of them, and I was like, I think I I'm really proud of the, the library of pieces I've made over the past handful of years, and I've got a cool collection of all these characters that everyone knows and loves. And
0: these horror icons yeah, I, are really fun, uh-huh. they're really interactive, they're super interesting and and it's fun to bring them to shows, for you know, for example, Jason or Terrifier, all mm-hmm. those kinds of. They're so fun to bring to shows, and then that creates a conversation with people and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and so, um, but that being said, I was like, I think, I think maybe doing something. We talked; she had talked, encouraged me to think of maybe something fresh, and we talked about cryptids, and I think I just second-guessed myself with with how to approach that, and then. I don't know, just a spark, and I I realized that that's that might be really fun to do, and then I started looking at it and doing a few more, and then branching out I'm like oh we've so we've ultimately uh if you're been if you've been following because it's the middle of October this year's theme is creatures and cryptids, so it is cryptids and beyond and things that would be considered creatures not just from the like cryptid lore, but oh God maybe I'm spoiling things now I don't know but so you're gonna have I mean, some cryptids and. I'll have some, the creatures from franchises like Harry Potter, the things that you just don't get to see a lot of, you know? And um, as well as some, and then some other franchises that I just don't want to, because we are in the middle of October, but like main things, but there's really cool creatures within those. And I'm like, Oh, there's not a lot of art of those. And I do love the kind of the B sides of the things that we love, even, even if it's something, famous you know or something that's um I'm not famous but even if it's something iconic I love doing the moments from that you don't get to see a lot I had this Willie Wonka piece for example and I uh I did this big this big art gallery show celebrating the 50th anniversary of Wonka and it was very cool to be part of but I know what I've seen so often as an artist and I knew I really wanted to do something that felt fresh and new and like there's like you never see the scene like an art piece of the scene at the end of the movie where he's in his, his half cut room, mm-hmm. Charlie I'll stop it with them. So that's the piece I made for it, but that's just, I mean, it's a good example of, I, I really do like doing like a, of uh, the moments you just don't see a whole lot of. So anyways, Creatures and Cryptids is out right now and uh, they will be posted on my, my store Uh, If you were wondering, because people do ask uh, in the previous years, I used to put them online or I'm sorry, on Instagram and the price would be on there. And I'd say the first one to comment claim uh, is the buyer. And a couple of years ago, it started getting very, very intense and people would start commenting claim like right away and in like all at once. And then I think it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And it was like, I would get like five or six claims within the same second and you know i i only had to go off of what my alert was and then some people right. would be like oh but the comments first and so it's just way easier and uh definitely not trying to wrong anybody and this will keep everything concise and organized and then fair and it's going to be in the store and i hope that you like them because i'm very 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 excited about all of this <laughs> and it looks super cool and i definitely we definitely have kept two for ourselves i think well oh yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: that is a kelpie uh, a unicorn we yeah, have yeah i had to. a kelpie a kelpie is um a unicorn a kelpie is a unicorn that comes up from uh, a lake i think it's a scottish cryptid and it looks it's like this i don't know like almost like a creature from the black Loon horse essentially very, very <laughs> but you know you're enticed to touch it when you touch it you're you stick to it and then it goes back into the depths of the lake with you
0: which is a really so, cool story yeah, like yeah. that. that kind of like
1: I, I fucking love creatures. I fucking love cryptids. This yeah. is, I'm so, <laughs> I'm, oh, very- I'm, I can't wait until I see you at at the next convention we're both at because I'm just going to come with my wallet and I'm just <laughs> going to be like, I need some prints. Who is your favorite cryptid? <laughs> my favorite cryptid um, for a long time has been Mothman. I'm going to plug one of my older episodes, but I did a Mothman episode back in April, and that was super fun. Accidentally started a anti-Bigfoot club. I don't even hate Bigfoot. I just <laughs> I just like to imagine he has a big rivalry
2: with Mothman.
0: It Dude. makes sense. Can
2: you imagine? <laughs> that's a movie. Can you imagine? It that's right? a, an asylum films movie you'd see. Yeah. We picked up a movie at an estate sale, and uh, that is the weirdest sentence ever, but it's true. <laughs> Uh, we ended up at the state sale the other day on the way home from a wedding and um (laughs) you want more details (laughs) (laughs) and and this guy who had passed away god rest his soul was Mm. a massive horror fan and he had hundreds of dvds and blu-rays of a lot of stuff that we own already and he had a lot he had a lot of good stuff and then he had some stuff that you know i'm like there's one called jack in the box and i that was i would always see it at walmart i'm like man this uh, this has got to be a gem and he had it and i was like we got to get it but the one we're most excited about that we haven't watched yet that we're going to is snow monster versus ice shark and it looks awesome
0: snow <laughs> monster versus ice shark can get funding then so can you yeah
2: yeah you know what you- <laughs> really awesome. uh so anyways we uh yeah cryptids they're coming out and uh, they are out um do you have a favorite cryptid i've done so far the unicorn okay do you have one that people could have a chance of getting that is, that you, this, is your favorite <laughs> there, every, there are pieces every once in a while i yeah. like i want that and yeah I, I gotta do it yeah but there will be prints available so I'm don't worry
0: like that but uh i think that you have a what's the one with the horns uh,
2: the, oh the jersey devil oh the- <gasps> Oh shit. Very unsettling. I really like that one. I Oh am a big shit. Of the, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's very very unsettling looking. I yeah. like the the Mothman one is I'm real I really am into that that I I'm and so excited for oh, that There one. is
0: there is another one that I like, but it's because it's I don't know if you've released it yet as far as this podcast recording. Or like after
2: the, the <laughs> Yeah, it'll be out, yeah.
0: But no, it's it's um, awesome.
2: Oh if it's I no, can please. edit these two.
0: Okay. Well
2: hold on, say it and then we'll we'll be we'll bleep it out.
0: So Adam's doing creatures. Okay, so he's yeah. doing like
2: <gasps>
0: and then he's doing um the, the, you're gonna
2: have to bleep this out. So I'll bleep T-way. these out. <laughs> like you have to bleep out certain parts and then, of it.
0: Know, just keeping your reactions. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll replace it with like the Jason k- 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 ma ma yeah. ma, like the Jason <laughs> sounds. <laughs> yeah, Jason, oh <laughs> my God, Jesus. Yeah, we nine. haven't talked about Jason. That's and on they, me too. It's no, on no, me too. I, so you the,
0: me talk? The other one is the, <laughs> and you oh. haven't done the.
2: Yet, but I, I remember- yeah but i yeah so i guess uh the mothman is my one of my favorite end results it's it sounds weird to be like my favorite one i've done no he
0: didn't <laughs> what he was done it was really
2: good. it's mainly like you know you really hope it turns out cool so the mothman has a cool end result that i was really happy with and wasn't sure how it was going not turn out and then i really like the wendigo one that oh, I
1: oh that one oh that that creature gives
2: me the heebie-jeebies but oh my God. I'm so happy you said that guys. yes and, that, and i He's really wanted to put them, yes yeah <laughs> and i really wanted to make sure that was part of the piece so now this piece is out already so i could talk about how i'm really happy with this effect that um you can almost see like skulls like with his skin almost tightened over it and the skulls are like just kind of like riddled in different parts of his body you're like oh that is definitely a human skull like in part of the arm so i'm, I'm excited about how it turned out
0: yeah it's crazy it's great
2: heebie-jeebie okay anyways
0: we're back
1: yeah. that i love that and on that note jason vorhees oh, uh,
0: <laughs> i should
1: though. i should probably pivot to the topic uh knowing knowing our track record we could go all over the place, but I have to be a we good
2: idea in the beginning of this podcast and say if you want to skip to the never hike alone discussion, it's gonna be like 48 minutes in. Okay. Uh
1: regular listeners know, know already. Regular listeners are homies, love you guys. Uh but yeah, you're, if you're, you're too- like R2s, <laughs> bunch
2: of R2s, bunch of homies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about Never Hike Alone 2. It comes out today, October 13th, correct?
2: Yeah, hack, that was on? accidental. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes out today. We excited. Today
0: on YouTube.
2: It's for free watch it for free
0: just look up never hike alone well you probably should maybe you pre- preface it with never hike alone and then never hike alone in the snow mm-hmm. and then now never hike alone too
2: yeah listen this thing is it's so epic and insane i know we're gonna talk about the nitty-gritty but she's right there is Never Hike Alone, which came out a couple years ago and blew up. I don't think anyone anticipated how how popular it was going to be, and it's done so cool. Mm-hmm, where yeah. if you, if you haven't seen it, that this will entice anybody. It's so it's a mixture of filming something cinematically and also a found footage film. And the reason why is because we're following a guy who has like a Survivor Man type of channel. So he films himself on his his camera. So it's a really really clever way to to make a found footage film and have that way of scaring people. And also tying it constantly back in with like your, you know, your more familiar cinematically shot film. And then there's Never Hike in the Snow. Mm-hmm. And then there is the feature film, because those are both shorter. And yeah, this is really. the full-length feature film, mm-hmm. Never Hike Alone 2. It's amazing. It was amazing uh, we to be have part to, of what we're Yeah, doing. we have to be really really watching what we say because there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that happens that we don't want to spoil it. So we don't know. We'll see we'll, we'll tiptoe.
1: Well, if it helps, at the time of this recording, I have not seen it yet either. So cuz we are time traveling right now. We, we are, are talking
0: We haven't seen it either at this point. We
1: know the script though. We do. We're, yeah. we're
0: very familiar with the script, but it's uh we haven't seen it. So this will, this will be an amazing experience for everyone.
1: Although I do think it's interesting, and you guys probably know this already, the script is so different from the final product uh, project. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's it's almost one of those things that you have to make changes as far as... Whether that needs to be, you know, more coherent storyline or right. the shot of the day, you had this happen and that happened and this happens and therefore you cannot have the shot that you wanted. And so, you know, you have to change things up a little bit. And then sometimes you don't realize at the end until it's the end of your project you've done you're done filming everything and you're putting it all together and you're like actually that was really serendipitous you know that that yeah. actually worked really out and catered well to the story
2: or you didn't film something and you're like oh my oh, god oh shoot I have got to make this scene work and I don't really know what to do
0: yeah So yeah. we're gonna
2: cut back to this <laughs> these characters
0: yeah. yeah and that is not. And that goes to what you were saying about the script. You can read the script up and down all day long, but until you actually get into filming, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very, that's the kind of one of those things that I cater to the beauty of filmmaking. That you're always kind of on your toes a little bit.
1: As I uh, get more and more into filmmaking, uh, I, I've come to realize that filmmaking is being the absolute most prepared to the, like, 10,000th degree just to throw out all your plans and just figure
2: it out (laughs) yeah 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 you have to be prepared for it to not go the way you wanted it to go Mm -hmm. hopefully that's not the case and everyone's really really prepared and I will say that there was Uh, everything went really smoothly with filming. Yeah,
0: if if we're speaking on the film experience for Never Hike Alone, I've only had the opportunity to be on so many sets. But as far as the sets that I have been on, it was the most efficient set that I think I've ever experienced, which I think is a huge testimony to all those involved. Vinny is a is a great. Leader is a great person to be able to work with because he is very focused and dedicated to the project, but not so much that he gets distracted with not making a positive and a communal environment for everybody. Yes, he's
2: positive the whole time. he's he's, He's so well prepared and has gotten, you know, all the kinks really seem worked out And still does a great job with keeping positive and being excited. You feel excited, which I think that, you know, sometimes those are interchangeable. You know, you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. You're like, whoa, 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 focus. And sometimes you're like, you're so into, you're like, all right, are you liking it? Or
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard to rally people while also keeping them efficient. You know, you can rally people so much that they get too excited. And then all of a sudden, everyone's off the rails and everyone's trying to do their own thing and get way too but Vinny has a really great way as far as directing and producing goes that I think keeps everyone involved and feel feeling as though they are involved but he maintains full control
1: yeah
2: and of, the the crew is awesome so awesome. everyone everyone involved so, it was so uh awesome. what was that kid's name Caden? was that it yeah Hayden mm-hmm. yeah there was a kid we Hayden, had, and we we had a
0: PA on set that was, was was the I think that was what he was PA was yeah the, I just remember him being 100% Oh, hands-on hands-on and everything he was a huge
2: fan of never hike alone jason and what then became a huge fan of Never hike alone we saw he's got this awesome collection of props and uh i actually don't know how it came to be because he didn't he didn't work on the movie and then became a fan he was a fan and then i think Vinny had him Come out and, and do some stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he was, was interested
0: uh, in filmmaking. And sometimes that's how it goes: is yeah. that you have an interest in something, and I think that that's a testimony on you never know what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Testimony or testament? I think it's both. And if it's testament, I don't know what that word means.
0: There's the New Testament, and then there's the Old I Testament. I knew it. I
2: knew you were going to we say. We can start that. with one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, a cool way he utilized him to. uh So he his stand-in so when they were going over lighting and seeing how things were going to look so that Vinny could be behind the the camera
0: so just pausing you for just a second for those of you that don't know or are new to Never Hike Alone Vinny who Mm -hmm. is Desanti is is that his beautiful last Italian name
2: well you can say Desanti or Desantis and I think that he will no matter what accept you for for how ah, to say it. it's sure. like her, you know, your name is Kaylee.
0: But a lot of people call me Callie. Looks that's Callie, right. yeah. That's said okay. Kaylee. That's okay. Now we've confused people even more. So going back, <laughs> he is the director producer, but he's also Jason. He also pl- plays Jason in the movies, and he does have. They have a. a st- um, he has a stunt double. He has
2: a stunt double for sure. Double, yeah.
0: But in hiring Caden. Caden, who is so dedicated to making sure that Jason looks exactly how he needs to look. He was kind of pseudo uh, costume.
2: Yeah, he, he put, put him in costume costuming. and everything. It was awesome. It yeah, was just a cool way to... The costume looked awesome. exactly
0: how it needed to look for each shot, because obviously that's not something, as a director, writer, producer... Second, you know being the main character you can't have your eyes on everything so being able to have somebody who's just as passionate uh, about Jason Voorhees on set physically to make sure that he looks exactly how he's supposed to look I think is such it's it's a testament testimony to to <laughs> getting, being dedicated to this product uh-huh. being as dedicated as possible to this project to make sure that and uh, exactly for the family. he wants
2: to share definitely wants to share the heat man he just wants to share the love of this that's for sure you yeah. talked to him about it. you can tell see where the passion is and then you it translates you see it on you see it on screen it's really uh, cool. Honestly, our scene is well. We have seen We're photos of it.
0: Sphere, yeah. oh, I'm
2: really, I'm <laughs> proud to be in it, and um, so proud. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we've seen some photos, and I guess as of right now, we'll probably have watched it. But um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I know he has seen it, and he's got a lot of really, really awesome feedback from some people that we really admire who have also seen it. You know, he's like, okay, this person said their favorite scene is yours. And I'm like, oh my God. And I know part of us wants to like, dude, send it to us. But also I kind of just want to, I want to experience it for the first time. You uh, want to see it
1: in the, in the context. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that going back to, to being on set and it being super, super efficient, not only was it really, really uh, professional and a really great professional setting, but a lot of great people. Just super, super great people that are passionate about creating a good product.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, that was that was really cool too. That how
1: made- did you guys? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's it. It that was cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> our, our
2: testimony is wrapped up. That
1: part. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask, uh, how did you guys get involved with the project? That's a good um,
0: question. I don't actually know.
1: Uh, i
2: really did <laughs> into it's it. Been- you- good <laughs> day okay <laughs> we had met Vinny through the convention circuit i met him years ago oh my gosh so many years ago i didn't even know kaylee yet oh no i, I think i had just met kaylee and we were talking for like a couple weeks maybe oh, i think that was okay. the Where's first
0: this girl who is she
2: <laughs> oh i know you know what i might have met i think i might have met Vinny even before that actually i i don't know my time it was a little years ago years ago we met yeah and you know four five years ago maybe I more more than five you years know. ago.
0: You can't. see and
2: I keep looking at her. her and I'm like, was that right?
0: five years ago? Right after Six, you just said, ago? I don't know. Probably before Kaylee.
2: <laughs> so I don't remember, but um, many, many, many moons ago, and uh, yeah, I think we we just, I he knew that I also was an actor. Uh, I was at the shows for my art, and we had a mutual friend, Tony Wash, who is a really, really brilliant director and writer. He was the director for me. He's also one of my best friends, a love of them. Uh, but he was also my director, friends aside, uh, in something called Skeletons in the Closet, uh, which you can watch right now. I don't know where it's streaming. I should know this. And Amazon and something else and uh, Screenbox, Screenbox, I think. Box yeah, sure. Screenbox TV. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that, but, you know, that was one of our, our mutual factors as well, was we both, we both knew Tony. And yeah, I just kind of stayed in touch and just would hang out at, like, just talk at shows, you know, just, we we're just mm-hmm. friends. And then I started dating Kaylee and we all just, that was it. We all just kind of got along. We didn't really talk shop. We wouldn't get together and be like thinking about, all right, thinking about um, was the let's work on a movie. It was just us. We'd see each other and laugh and it'd be fun. And um, then one day, uh, you know, he had seen our work before. And then he saw Casey Jones live which was a film that we were both in and um
0: yeah, he came out to Chicago. He flew out.
2: Yeah, he Jones, flew out. the premiere. It was really cool.
0: Which for for friends in the industry, it's always it's hard to make time. Yeah, for your it's... you know other friends in the industry and in the different markets of different things. So it it meant a lot for him to come out to. Typically, I think he lives in either on either coast. And so for him to come, come out, to the
1: Midwest.
0: <laughs> to come yeah. to the Midwest to Chicago for a one night event, you know, in the middle of the week. I think we had to, we had to premiere Casey Jones when we did that on a I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday, because that's when the theater that we wanted to premiere it at was open and he made the yeah. effort to come yeah, out. And it was really cool. Really sweet. It spoke to us. So then after that, he he approached us for this part and um and we, of course, were very, we were happy to oblige and, and wanted to make it happen. And so.
2: Well, I, I don't think, I don't even know if we took it seriously. He was like, I have a part for you two in the movie. We're yeah, like, All right, cool. I think
0: there's, this, there's a little section of us that is always like, absolutely, we are 100% down, but we understand that things happen. You know, yeah, we're yeah. never going to begrudge anybody for things happening. So. That being said, we had a plan moving forward to, to film and everything. And it was over my bachelorette party weekend. And so I had to call my maid of honor and I had to be like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to move this filming date. And then we get, and so we move all my whole bachelorette party and it ended up being fine. you know, it's okay. all, it always works out in the end it's always going to be yes, fine yes. but we ended up moving the bachelorette party and then it became you know a couple weeks before that was filming was supposed to happen and it turns out that it didn't happen at all there so, were some
2: scheduling conflicts that were conflicts and even...
0: that's totally fine What that's totally fine and so it turned out
2: no, that's fine it's oh i'm fine. <laughs> uh yeah so
0: then we we had to push filming almost a year and that was i think when adam and i were at the point where we're like oh i think that if if this doesn't happen then that's okay like we're we're totally cool with it not happening
2: he really went out of his way to make sure it was 100% schedule.
0: yeah 100% but, uh, made sure that we still were very um, communicated with yeah,
2: no we were a big deal and, uh, <laughs> and we check in and then and I I think we were both like this might not work and that's okay because you know, we're yeah. filming out in California and
0: our schedule is weird too you know like our schedule is always up in the air and it's it's a little funky so I think that that was that was when it really kind of started to sink in. When Vinny was like, "Okay, we're get, we're we're doing this. We're making sure that this works around your guys' schedule," and uh, and I think that that was kind of um, I don't know. It was sweet. It was special. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. It it made us feel as though not <laughs> only are we artists that will go out of our way to support other artists, but like that we we were starting to build a community of people around us that are are willing to do the same. We're all just
2: trying to do our thing. Yeah. yeah. None of this is a for sure thing. You just got to do it because you love doing it, mm-hmm. and maybe something will happen. Who knows? But I think you should do it. And this is something that I had to learn and learn much later in my life, which which was I just wanted I need to do this because I just like it. And if it happens to be a success or a hit, then great. But I'm writing. But I've been pursuing the the art and act of it, it's got to be a big thing.
1: Mm, yeah, that's true. I feel that it? for sure. Yeah,
0: what was the question? What, was the question? what the heck? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you did answer
1: the question. You did, so. <laughs> we did it?
0: What was the question?
1: No, I said you did answer it. You, oh, did. you We're did. did. We're oh, good. good. We're good. Yeah, I you, think... you did. It oh, was, was uh, like, how did you was guys you get involved?
2: Too? Like, that was way off. How
0: did we get involved? <laughs> That's kind of how we got involved.
2: Yeah, you like that?
0: And... Uh... <laughs> And it was great. It was a great experience. It was a, it's, it's really fun as far as being a couple to, mm-hmm. uh, it seems as though, and I am not mad about this at all. I'm genuinely very excited about this. It seems as though anytime anybody presents a project to us, they they have in mind to have the two of us together. And I think that that really is special to both of us is that not oh. only are we, Creating a life that really surrounds each other, but but we have other people that are willing to to you know, help us support that, and that's not that we can't you know not that we can't. We got a new
2: role where we're getting together. Each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it is really sweet. It's sweet to know that we can get, we can look back in 10 years and say, oh, yeah. remember when we did Hike Alone together? And remember when we did Casey Jones together? Like, remember when we did these projects? Our our friend with uh, Austin, remember we did that <laughs> together? Like that is gonna be, that's part of our history. It's part of our t- our, yeah. our artistic history that we get to look back on mm. and it gets to be together. Get to, like not not everyone gets that opportunity. So it makes me happy
1: that's awesome i love that this is a question for the both of you you guys can decide who wants to answer first what is your like personal relationship with jason Voorhees as a character
0: (laughs) you go first
2: personal relation as a character yeah As, as him as a character as our characters in the movie
1: Oh, like you personally, like growing up, oh, did Jason God. scare you? Like you know, I, I, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm assuming Jason's not a nice
2: guy to you guys in the movie. He might not be very nice. Did not <laughs> have made a great first impression. You <laughs> gotta go watch <wild> <laughs> it, or maybe we out. did. <laughs> maybe, maybe he had a totally pleasant experience and encounter with us. You know, I don't know. I'm not him um so burning
1: expectations uh,
2: I was very um well maybe did he leave our encounter happy and fulfilled then I would say (laughs) you know yeah so uh I was yeah I thought that Jason was very scary as a kid he was really cool yeah that's the thing I mean I'm sure many people can can understand this feeling where you were so I was so scared of these horror icons growing up and like in grade school you know and God, we had my buddy doll and uh, we found out who Chucky was. And then we just swung up against the pole in our basement and like cracked his head open. And my mom came home. And there was like, are my buddy doll with, with the head like yeah. broken in? She's like, what happened to this? And We're like, yeah, dude, it's Chucky. And she's like, who's Chucky? So um, <laughs> that's how it was, you know, but you were still like, I kind of want to watch it. Jason was super, super cool and super scary to us. And that would, that would be one we'd always see on... Cinemax growing up, but you'd always be too scared too. You'd always be too scared to watch it, so you'd flick it off. It was fat, you, but you you would always want to like kind of go back through it. The one that I really remember the most as a kid, and it's my favorite one, is uh, New Blood. So, and it was cool. It was cool seeing him fight Tina and basically carrie versus Jason. And yeah. I, I, I think it kind of gave a sense of power to the viewer at least for a kid it was cool Cause like oh cool cool this is i'm like watching like a little like we were into x-men so yeah, yeah. We're, and as i've gotten older i uh, i mean kane kane Hotter's my favorite jason actually my favorite jason is Vinny, but then close second <laughs> is kane hotter gotcha. um because that was that was just my my jason as a kid and i really really like manhattan manhattan gets a lot of hate and i think that that's crazy because that movie is so cool and it does things that dude um you ready for me to get real artsy fartsy on you right now oh yeah oh yeah let's do it there's a couple things in that movie that i just think are really really brilliant i don't ever hear anyone talking about them it makes me sad but i think the the filmmaking choices on them one of them in particular is he's choking the girl in the day on the dance floor in the boat and um it's like fun and there's a lot of like wackiness to it in a way like it was scary at the time of it, but when it's when you fast forward to today and you watch it it feels very like oh this is a fun 80s like kill scene in an adjacent movie but then he tosses her to the ground and it cuts out to a big wide and it looks awesome and then right when she hits the ground like everything stops it's just the music goes completely black and he's just standing there looking at her, and it's so eerie, and it's such a it's such a smart choice that doesn't get any notice. I feel like or love. Maybe other people have noticed it, but when you watch it again, that's one of the scenes. It's just so interesting and cool to me from like just a, a post production view or whoever's idea was. And the other one that I think is awesome is uh, the boxing scene, but not necessarily yes. just because boxing scene of course that's really badass and actually, my least favorite part of the boxing scene is when he punches his head off just because the effect is a little silly you know Uh, it's still Mm -hmm. cool it's still still awesome you know and as a kid you're like that's the baddest thing ever but everything in that chunk where he's where he's boxing jason is Mm -hmm. so smart and awesome there is no score happening in that scene And, and it's almost in real time and the choreography is so human and so so real feeling all the sound effects for the most part like there's a lot of body shots and yeah and then just the snuffling on the roof and the ambiance of the city and some sirens it's so not cinematic at all and it's just dude it's awesome i love it i don't I, I wish i don't know maybe other people talk about this and have realized it but i just think it's such a cool filmmaking moment in this movie that you know i you know And in the grand scheme of it, it's just, it's Jason takes Manhattan, but there are some cool moments where I really, really have to have so much respect for the the team involved for that cool moment. This is a cool moment in this ridiculous slasher film. So I think you're
1: going to be happy with the fact that Jason takes Manhattan is one of my favorites of
2: the series.
1: (laughs) Top three, for sure. Top three, for sure. It might be my favorite. It might. um, I usually say Jason X is my favorite.
2: Oh, we gotta watch it. She hasn't seen Jason I X. Seen that
1: one yet. I
0: well, I won't say
1: I won't say too much about. I think it's so. I think it's because of well, one, it's Jason X. It's fucking awesome,
2: ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous one.
1: Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Um, I I get why people don't, why some people don't like it. I like I do. <laughs> it's but for me, you have to look at it
2: for what, for what it is now. How, like when you look at it in a time capsule now, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, hell yeah, you guys nailed it.
1: And then like you were talking earlier, how going into like video stores and then you would go. So when I was growing, I was born in 94. So when I was like really little, VHS were still a thing. But a lot of my childhood was DVD. Mm -hmm. So but I remember like, you know, sneaking into the horror section. And I remember the Jason X cover because it was just uber jason like just his face if i remember correctly i remember that one um hellraiser was always scary oh um, yeah because it, it'd have the older movies too i'm trying to remember my personal because um uh, for me growing up i never really encountered Jason stuff okay. the only jason movie i remember like seeing marketing ads for was freddie versus jason
2: oh yeah yeah that um that movie uh, is awesome. I am yeah. a defender of that movie. I think now it's pretty well loved. but There was a while I had a list called my "Hear Me Out" list, mm-hmm. and it was on it. And it was it was the "Hear Me Out" was as as standalone excursions. You get everything that you would want out of one of their solo movies in it, and you get them fighting in both of their territories. Yeah. What more could you possibly ever want out of that movie? It's awesome. Also, that movie came out. My mem- One of my memories of that movie mm-hmm. was I went to go see it with an ex-girlfriend. And also, we still didn't hear Kaylee's, Kaylee's relationship with the character. <laughs> um, we will. But we, uh, uh, this is <laughs> I went and saw that in theater with the with an ex-girlfriend when it came out. And there was not very was, the world wasn't super heavy in the internet yet. I mean it existed, but you weren't Googling things. Right. I don't I was, anyways. But I had seen uh an ad in a in a Fangoria magazine, and it was for the underworld toys. And I didn't know what it was. They had the poster and then the figures in this ad. And I was like, whoa, is this like a what is this? Is this a new toy line coming out as a comic book? I had no idea, and I but I was really intrigued with it for like a month. And then we went and saw Freddy versus Jason and she, I dude, I, this memory is burning into my brain. I'm like, I'm looking at her Where's the next to her I'm looking at her, she's telling me this really, really important story. I do not remember what the story is about at all. And she's telling me this really important story and I'm in, and I am engaged. And then the first trailer pops up on screen And the opening for the underworld trailer is that her on her on that ledge the building, okay? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She's trying. You can't see, but well, you can see. (laughs) Listeners can't see. She's pretending to be an ex-girlfriend, telling me a really, really interesting story. (laughs) It's so funny. But but she's but 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 uh, you know Kate Beckinsale's character Celine is she's up on that that ledge and she's looking down. It's it's really close to the poster image. Yeah. And then, but I had, but I remember for like a month, I had, had no idea what this weird phantom underworld thing was, had no, I'd never heard about a movie. And then it came up and she's in it. And I like looked, glanced as it showed it. And I, and I just went like, stop talking, please stop talking right now. There's like hand <laughs> in her face. And I watched this trailer and then it ended. And I was like, what were you saying? And she's like, nothing. And then, uh. <laughs> then you watch Freddy versus Jason. So anyways, wait, your top three, and then we got to go back to what Kaylee's favorite. Oh. (laughs) Kaylee's Kaylee's memory. Okay, I'll do it real quick, Kaylee. Let's go back to the top three. Top three? We'll go back to it, and we'll ask Kaylee. We'll do one thing at a time. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, Okay. Uh, Kaylee,
1: what is your Jason origin story?
0: I think my Jason origin story actually starts with, um, have you met have you met rick yet
2: dude yes
0: he's the jason mask selfie guy he's selfie guy selfie
2: guy from terrifier from Tar-
0: Too the guy that
2: he's like can i get a selfie and he's like fuck yeah girl that's oh, that's okay. rick, that's and,
0: rick. Um, and he his
2: 13x studios i think is his
0: is his is instagram. instagram okay so he's a jason Voorhees mask guy and back when we started so, so when I started doing conventions with Adam, it was very much trial by fire. Like I jumped in mm-hmm. really fast without knowing a lot. And, and what I came to realize is that, uh, in working the conventions at the horror conventions, that community was the most open and welcoming. And I expected them to be the most, like obviously gatekeepy, gate-keep-y but scary. I thought they are going to be really, really scary and mean to me. oh no, they're not. Uh, because i'm not as well versed in all of these things and and coming to jason i think that even still i'm the least familiar with jason actually when it when it comes down to actually seeing the films adam really likes to go back and watch recaps and um... oh
2: yeah i've subjected her she's like i'm at a point now where i've watched so many halloween three retrospects she's like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like You've never seen it.
0: I've never seen Halloween 3, but,
2: but like, like in a way, you kind of have because i watched like such breakdowns. You've I've probably
1: seen the whole movie in like <laughs> just snippets.
0: I honestly, yeah. I feel like I could tell you kind of the premise of what happens. So that kind of goes into Jason, where I've seen the first Friday the 13th, and then I've seen the 2009 Friday the 13th with my favorite person ever on the Jared pedalecki like will
2: always say way too away. tall for the motorcycle he rides next no. dude next to watching the 2009 uh Jason movie I mean he's on that motorcycle and he looks like a like a two by four sitting straight up on that thing. That's you know what that movie I like that so, one a lot. Yeah there's definitely some things that I hate. <laughs> um but like the true. ending is just like the dumbest thing. But there's a really cool concept. Uh, I love the tunneling system in it. It's really mm. cool. It's stressful. I don't like how he gets his mask. It's a little, someone goes, so this movie is just basically feels like Jason protecting his magical weed farm. And once I heard that, I was like, I think it was Alex, the artist Alex Pardee that said that. And ever <laughs> since then, I was like, oh man, it kind of changes it now. So, <laughs> uh, But but it's it's really well, Who Derek Mears is the Jason for that. He's great, mm. actually. He's super intimidating, but it but, was cool. But
0: going back, I met I met Rick, who likes to do the masks, and then I started watching the movies. Um, and I started becoming, you know, a little bit. I'm gonna have to say this. I think Jason, out of all of the slashers, is the hottest. Oh. I'll say that he's the. Oh. I think he is the hottest. Who's
2: the least hottest? It's Freddy, isn't it? It's
0: freddie Oh, it's Freddy. He's an old man. Yeah. It was probably <laughs> Jason, then Ghostface, then Michael, then Freddie. Jason
2: over Ghostface?
0: Yeah, he's like a he's like a dude. Like g- Ghostface, you're like, I don't know who what, are you? I don't there. know what's under there.
2: <laughs> it's a voice,
1: isn't it? It's a voice was, when like, Ghostface is talking different. where it's just like, oh i'll tell you my favorite scary movie yeah, i'll tell you whatever
2: you want <laughs> she's was, she was tied in immediately <laughs> also I can say so that i don't have anyone wondering what i meant by it and wanting to hate on this when i say i hated the ending for the 2009 friday 13th what i mean by that and this is i went and saw it in 2009 and there was an audible groan in the entire <laughs> audience every night and it was well first of all she's like say hello to your mother you motherfucker or whatever she says in hell i think you say hello to your mother in hell and it was way too long it's
0: like that are so yeah
2: Yeah. so that was like that was one thing i'm like unnecessary didn't need it but they they wrap the chain around his neck and the the wood chipper chipper's pulling him in it's kind of awesome i know what's happening they think they're going to go on with the sequels but it it brings them all the way in and then she stabs him i think and says her line and then and then it just starts nicking his head up and, and the scene is, is done, and then the next scene, they're out on the dock with him, and that's when my audience, like, all groaned, because everyone was like, oh my god, like, the most telegraphed thing, of course, you're going to toss him in the lake, which I immediately was like, so let me get this straight, you turn the wood chipper, chipper off, you pulled the chain out, or unraveled in the chain, you both carried this behemoth of a man all the way back to the docks of the lake to just toss him in, it was just It was like a weird crowbar version. Like, you gotta make, you gotta get him the pop out of the water. They could do all this work and carry him down and not actually decapitate him and make it a done deal if you want to do that. Like, that makes sense. Let's do that.
0: Too much. No, thank you.
2: (laughs) Too much. (laughs) I'm done now. So Jason's the hot. Whatever.
1: (laughs) I gotta say something about that one-liner real quick. The, cause I think that line works really, like, What's the line again? Like,
2: I think it's say hello to, say hello to your mother. Say hello yeah. to your mo-
1: mother in hell or something like that. I think it's actually really, it's just fine. Like, Say hello to your mother, then just turn it
2: on. It's Thank a, you. in hell. Yeah. That ruins it. Yeah, you're like, oh, man.
0: In hell. Yeah. And this is. Are you, are you
2: God? Dude, imagine this oh, Imagine this. Ready this? Watch this. Ready? I'll be back. Wait here for me to get back. You're
1: like, wow, man, went on too long. Exactly. Like sometimes it's it's just like,
2: yeah.
0: It's almost like monologuing territory where you're just like, yeah, oh no. What's your
2: favorite scary movie? I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst thing ever.
0: And here and that goes into the art of filmmaking. That really does go into the art of knowing when is enough enough.
2: Yeah, and, and when uh, is it
0: yeah. and when is enough not enough? Like it's it's it is really finding that balance and going back to Never Hick Alone and 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 this whole film and this whole franchise. I think that Vinny has done a really great job at knowing when enough is enough and when mm-hmm. you need to kind of like hold the hand of your audience a little bit through something. But it's it's for a payoff. Like I feel as though audience members don't like to be condescended to. There are certain things that you have to tell people as far as storyline goes but at the end of the day don't condescend to your audience there's they're dumber and smarter than you think that they are so
2: we we were watching kong versus godzilla or whatever that movie was and that's if you're
1: gonna gonna say something mean about my boy i'm a i'm just
2: godzilla or king kong
1: both but i'm team godzilla
2: for a question i don't have anything bad to say about either of them (laughs) okay okay. I could watch that movie. I would have been totally content with. So my, my issue was, and this is where it's like, you have just these studio heads that just are making dribble drabble sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. We're watching Kong in his, you know, middle earth, basically. They're doing a good enough job with us following this nonverbal character. And I, we're gathering a story. Yeah, you know, and there's some line in it, and I, I got it drove me crazy. And I think I like rolled my eyes and like was like in the theater because he's I think he's looking at the axe, and you're watching it, and you're like, okay, cool. He is remembering the, his past life, and that happens, and then like he looks at it, and you're like, I don't know. And you think I already started to remember, and then the, the character's like starting to remember, and you're like, I I know you're showing yeah. it, you're. So don't tell
0: and sometimes you have to and sometimes you don't yeah and right. that's finding that balance is is hard it is really hard but it's kind of I think go, goes along with trusting trusting the people that you have surrounding you in filmmaking you know when when you're creating a piece of art trusting that your actors and your the people that are creating the score and the people that are the yeah. directors Probably. They're, capturing, trust, they're yeah. capturing moments exactly how they need to be captured, and you're all on the same mm-hmm. page.
2: Say hello to your mother, dead. Because you know what? We knew she was a bad person already. We know she's in hell. Exactly. Oh. Say hello to your mother. What what does she mean by that? Is he like oh going God. somewhere? Does she is he meeting? Right. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. I, I totally, I totally get that. And like I get it. Writing dialogue is hard. But sometimes you just when you're right, uh free advice from someone who's written three shorts. Wow. Uh so obviously I'm the end all be all. But <laughs> what I what I do sometimes is I'll just read it out loud. And mm-hmm. if it's hard for me to say, then I'm like, oh, then that's writer talk. That's not actual what humans yeah, sound like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it is definitely a weird. Not, i think not only for for a writing standpoint but from an acting standpoint i she knows i've talked about this many times where i think the hardest like if i get an audition and it's something so normal i'm like this is hard yeah. because because we don't know how to that's like the weirdest thing to do is to just have a benign normal conversation and not act it up for the scene
1: because okay. everyone wants
2: to like report to like acting in the moment but you know you don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's just, just. I mean, it's just the same. I, I even I struggle with the same when someone's like, you do something and someone puts a camera on your phone on you. You, it's so often people just kind of start playing for the camera. For
0: the camera, yeah, exactly. So yeah. very, very self conscious about the eyes. Yeah, hard
2: like hard to write normal dialogue and hard to act normal dialogue and make it feel normal and relatable.
0: Mm-hmm. Which yeah. being on set, I felt not that. There was any segue into that. But being <laughs> on set, I was very self-conscious because Adam's Adams and I and our, our scene together is supposed to be very casual couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt as though being on set, having our coupliness displayed and put on camera there is the actor side of me that was very self-conscious about is this what you want? Is this what the direction is going towards? Is this what the script caters to? And then also being my authentic self mm-hmm. and how we are as a couple is that is that kosher for being on screen? Does it make sense on screen? does is our is our, quirkiness or our banter or the way that we simply speak together as a couple on screen, is that going to translate well between what it is that we're filming right now and and putting and editing it together? Because that's also something that I think both of us are very aware of is that things can change in editing and things can change Mm -hmm. with music and things can dynamics and mood can change. With anything, I as an actor, I'm just one very small part in a in a huge cog of things that are being wheelhouse together. So I think as a performer and as an actor, you have to kind of be aware and also unaware of all of those things. Like you're you know that they're all all possibilities and things that can happen, but pushing forward and, and being like, well, this is this is what I got. This, Bro, is, this is what it is.
2: We're so deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I think at the end of the day if someone's at, if if an artistic friend that you respect is asking you to be a part of a project mm-hmm. you have to come to those conclusions you can say oh no no like oh I'll be a part of this project but I'm the weakest link like I'm this I'm I'm so bad at what I do then you're gonna think that you're bad at what you do and yeah. then you're gonna get your head about you being bad at what you do versus also being on the other side. Like, I'm the best part of this. Like, I right. am holding this whole project together. Me, cameo appearance, appearance in one scene. You know, like <laughs> yeah. balance between the two, but then there's also authentically coming into grasps with the fact that your artistic friend asked you to be a part of an artistic project because you are an artist. And I think sometimes it's really hard to grasp. You get an imposter syndrome, and you feel like yeah. you're not worthy and you feel like you're you know, i'm I haven't done this or I haven't done I haven't reached that milestone yet, so I don't deserve to be on this project. and that can get really that can get that can that can hinder your project because you, as an authentic artist, are supposed to be and have been asked to be a part of this project one hundred percent. and because your brain is like, no, I'm not worthy i i I shouldn't be here. You're hindering yourself. You're only hindering yourself. Blah blah blah. Right. Right, that was. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. But listen, bad. also don't. No, get no, ahead no, no. It's
2: yourself. good. Don't <laughs> get ahead of yourself. There. Slow down and also realize that you, if you suck, okay. <laughs> listen, if we're gonna build, if we're gonna build up. Let's tear down a little. Yeah, too, okay? yeah. And it's yeah. called balance.
0: There is the chance that, Adam and I have not seen this yet, there's a chance that we could, we could be watching it and be like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be.
2: Oh man, we're not good.
0: But I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See this guy, <laughs>
2: dude, dude. I've seen stuff that I've been. am like, well, I'm never showing that to anybody.
0: But I, I trust. I feel I tr- that. I trust. I trust that. that- and
2: some sometimes, uh, this is not. I think. Listen, this is going to be awesome. All right, you're going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go. You can watch it for free on YouTube. We're going to talk about that a lot right now. The end of this. You know what I mean? You can watch it. Mm-hmm. For free i'm so excited watch it share it show it to your grandma show it to your son Mm -hmm. show it to your child who's at very least two
0: after your child's confirmation (laughs) you should watch yeah yeah
2: show it to the the person who's given baptism
1: every teacher listening show it to the class i feel
0: like we've gone on so many tangents
1: now sorry no this is no 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 that's not that this is what the people come. F- it's it's it's, it's it come for Jason Voorhees, stay for the tangents,
2: stay for the meandering individuals. I mean, we had
1: everything. So I got I got a question that I will regret if I don't ask it. So I'm going I'm going to ask it now just to make sure it's on the podcast because I think both of you are, but I know for sure you, Adam, are a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Yes. Y'all ready for
0: With, this? You to <laughs> <about>
1: Mortal <Kombat.
0: laughs> um, Yeah,
1: I'm about to ask about Mortal Kombat X. Yep. Well, oh. Ha- boy. How is it playing as Jason for you?
2: Awesome. Listen, Mortal Kombat is the closest thing we'll have to a horror movie fighting game. The yeah. only character we're missing, really, I mean, I don't know how you do Chucky necessarily, but I, you know, I I really hope that they figure out a way to do Michael Myers mm-hmm. and Ghostface. Now my ghostface idea that I have pushed for for a while is it's a cool way to involve like so they all have their little ending victory screens, yeah. And I, I told some friends of mine who are kind of like tied in with the the Mortal Kombat world, another like uh, the, the I guess the world of the studio and all that, right? And I'm like, well, listen, if you ever want to take this idea victory screen, the ghostface mask comes off and it's a, and you can have it be just a a collection of different fighters from the past games you know that you have no intention of putting in the game but if you can right. just make Fujin like or somebody you know what i mean or cobra or what are you know mean one of those type of characters you're not gonna put in the game one then you're like well technically that person was in the game even though it's just a ghost face killer fighting and it also does give an excuse for the ghost face killer to, to have a cool fighting skill set you know like right not necessarily Kung Fu, but that's been the cool. That was the coolest thing. Like, they really did a good job with implementing a fight style. Because like, how the hell does Jason or Freddy fight like in a tournament? And it actually feels right. Yeah, Jason yeah. was awesome. That was some of the coolest and most innovative things. I love that you can choose the perk, essentially, of when he goes, when he gets killed, the lightning hits him and he comes back up again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, those are those are like they have horror fans on those, making it for horror fans, and you can tell. And anyone who it would be crazy to, to not think that.
1: I I do have to ask two questions real quick. They are Jason related, and they have to be in the show. Or people are people going to be like, really, dude? And you'll understand why. For both of you, I gotta ask, what are your favorite Jason kills slash moments? Hoping
2: you'd ask that. You want to go first, honey?
0: well yeah i'm gonna say when jason pops out of the water it gets me every time i don't know why i don't know why it seems like it's it's something that i should be expecting and i think every single time it has happened in a movie i go Whoa! <laughs> every time <laughs>
2: That's yeah. so
0: i think that those are are probably my favorites.
2: <laughs> what about you want to think about the kills yeah okay yeah. well favorite moments. I have a lot. I don't know. There's so many really, really great ones. Um, There's a lot of obvious ones. I love the, the stereo scene. I mean, I know a lot of people do. So assume that I like all the really iconic ones that everyone else likes too. but you know, when I was a kid, I think it's in part three when she's hallucinating from the boat and she sees him up in the barn. That was the very, very haunting for me as a kid. That, that just that moment Well really freaked me out. I felt like I was gonna like look out our house window and like he was gonna be like standing by the shed or something. Uh because he doesn't have he doesn't have a mask on. It's just gross. <laughs> uh, for kills, dude, I mean it's like the most it's it sucks that it's the most obvious answer, but the I'll try to go away from that kill. But obviously, you know, someone's like, oh, obviously, yeah, right. But that Jason X kill, the yeah. the subsequent kill is in- incredibly awesome, but if I don't go with that one, man, that's actually really, really tough. I don't know now. Now I'm not he's honest. got a lot of
1: good ones, he's got, he's got a lot, lot of, of good ones.
2: Yeah, I i mean, there's the cut for footage from New Blood that they, the MPA uh got mm-hmm. rid of, that would have been pretty gnarly to see. I really like the axe scene from New Blood when he, she opens the door and he hits her right in the head, I and mean, then just like, yeah, sort of like a ragdoll that's pretty cool how about you
0: well if i'm remembering the script that vinnie <laughs> like we we've read the script and then we had vinnie kind of reenact it for us so if, if i'm remembering Wait, don't you? i'm you, not
2: though.
0: going to so if i'm thinking of, if i'm remembering it correctly then it's going to be in never hike alone gotcha but it's it's not something that i have yet seen
2: yeah so. assume that <laughs> this all might be derailed by never hike alone two footage because we haven't seen it but at the time of this recording so mm-hmm. it's very possible that everything from there just kind of changed my my entire list mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> very fair yeah.
0: there is that i think i'm not really remembering the first one as well it's the girl who's psychic well that's not the
2: first one that's new blood
0: Okay, then that's the one I think I'm most That's with.
2: the first one you saw. Yeah. gotcha. And then, we, then we, we've this jumped around. I first.
0: get confused because Adam's like, oh, this is a Jason movie, but don't worry. It's not yeah, the first, first one. It's I, ever the first was one. The I was like, it's <laughs>
2: awesome. This is the best one. <laughs> um, the opening scene for 2009 is really great. Oh, There's yeah. Opening.
0: What happens?
2: They're on the campfire, and mm-hmm. then he's got the bag on his head. He's like, we trying like, to like,
0: seduce some
1: girl.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Jason, well not Jason, but not Jason the other guy. <laughs> hey Jason's pretty hot. He could. That's true. I, here's
0: the thing, I don't disagree with you. That's that's my problem. I get, I get confused between who's supposed to be the cute guy and who Jason is.
2: <laughs> the hands just say the handstand kill. What is that? You have seen it. He kills a guy in a handstand. Then
0: I can't say it. All right. I'm not a liar liar, pants on fire. Okay. Remind me of some of the kills of the movies that I have seen.
2: You've have seen... you seen eight?
0: Jared Padalecki's kill. God.
2: Yeah, you seen? Yeah, yeah. say, say the guy. The... Somebody punches the head off the guy on the roof.
0: This is terrible. Boxing guy. This is terribly, I guess, not embarrassing, but it's because I I feel as though I'm much more familiar with Michael things than I am with Jason things. Gonna okay, have to cut this, but like. <laughs> Because I'm much more familiar with Michael things than Jason things, I am I have to like jog my memory of the. You're
2: put on the spot. It's always hard to answer on the spot. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: I'm trying really hard not to say art, but essentially I'm trying to. No, not-
2: no, I'm- no, no. Stop. No spoilies. Stop.
0: stop. Hard.
2: Don't do it.
0: Not to say. Just
2: say pass. <laughs> or lie and say the boxing kill.
0: No, I get no, because then people are going to talk to me about it at conventions.
2: You've seen it. I don't He's know like, what that means. Take your best shot. And he, like grabs him and like hits punches him and then like the dummy. Is guy, like.
0: The sleeping bag.
2: Yes. He slams it against the tree, which is a sick kill. I think that yeah. one, that's
0: that way. one's that's iconic. The, sleep, yeah. the sleeping bag kill. I definitely, I think, and didn't they like have to cut that scene?
2: They, there you go. The that's yep. Yeah, that's okay. uh-huh. what I remember. You've seen the extended.
0: And I think it's yeah. going back to Mandy. I think it goes. it. <laughs>
2: Which they also do in the same thing from Mandy to the two thousand nine Jason film.
0: Yeah. So this, the sleeping bag
1: kill I, is probably I love when the tangents come back to other tangents.
2: <laughs> we got there, we get there.
1: It's amazing. Um I'm okay. glad you mentioned the sleeping bag kill, That's which me. is if I remember correctly, the sleeping bag kill is one of um Jason um they recreated Mortal Kombat X. That's one of his fatalities. Is they kind of do the sleeping bag kill? Not exactly, but like you know, it's supposed to oh, be. Bad. Yeah, he
2: grabs just it's yeah. Rather have the sleeping bag kill. He just kind of like launches them back and forth and breaks. Right,
1: which I, which in my <laughs> mind, like that—that's what they're trying to do.
2: <laughs> they're trying to. It's, it's like you would think that oh, going ham on it, showing all the violence, would be the best thing. But you're like, oh, less is more in this sense, kind of.
1: Yeah, um, I'll say mine real quick. Just in case anyone's interested. I think my contenders are the sleeping bag kill and the the liquid nitrogen from Jason X, because I'm a basic yeah,
2: bitch. I'll be that one, yeah.
1: But my true favorite is from Jason takes Manhattan, and it's when he kills a one girl with uh with the flying V guitar.
2: Also iconic. See? All these iconic kills happen to be from the the movies that don't get the enough love, I feel like. And I, oh, I
1: just cool. I just think the imagery of Jason like slamming that guitar is so cool. Like yes. I'm I want to find artwork of that one day. I haven't found it yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's looking at me like, hey, you know. Like, oh, I,
1: I, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to pressure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing is sometimes people will be like, well, I would love artwork of this. And I'm like,
2: <laughs> I already have stuff in the chamber. Right?
0: <laughs> Do it.
2: but
1: no i was just because i play guitar and then jason's awesome so i'm like at one of these days i want to have that moment somewhere you know what i mean
2: the pink flying v right
1: i think so yeah it's been a little bit since i've seen jason a which i will rectify that soon
0: are you gonna go on a on a friday the 13th film
1: usually uh, in october i just put on amc uh fear fest and let the cable gods dictate what i watch and whenever friday the 13th is i feel like i always find four five and six on tv Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna make the effort to watch seven eight nine and ten the kane hotter ones basically because i haven't seen them in a little bit nine (laughs) (laughs) that's fair but i'll I'll put emphasis on kane hotter (laughs) and then my final question for you guys is uh, now this is interesting because you guys are in the new movie i don't think i've had to do this yet because normally the show the the title of the show is would you die and like if someone picked the alien it's like if you came in contact with the xenomorph would you die you guys have con and came in contact with jason but i don't want any spoilers so
2: i'm we trying may, to th- we, may not, we may we may live We may die. Our characters may be on an excursion to find the Holy Grail for all (laughs) all moments. Meeting up up with Indiana Jones.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. If I were Kaylee in this Jason movie, if I were myself in this Jason movie, 100%, I would die. I would be dead. I would be a dead human being because this case is insane. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. If it was just I, me, I, me, me, Adam. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not necessarily like I did Girl Scouts. Like I know how to survive in the wilderness. Like I can tie a knot or two and live off of four leaf clovers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Four leaf clovers. And dandelions.
2: Fourly plovers or three leaf plovers?
0: Well, it depends. Here's the thing. You're <laughs> gonna die because you're, you're never gonna find it. <laughs> so if I were myself, Kaylee, live in the in the universe of Jason where I had to de- like defend myself against Jason, I would be a dead person. I am not co- Adam was just telling me the other day how uncoordinated I am, which is funny because I've Trained so long in my dance in in dance that I should be more coordinated than I am, and I am not.
2: Clutzy butt. <laughs>
0: <Clussy>. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would die, Adam.
2: Yeah, I would one hundred percent die.
0: I feel like you're pretty. <laughs> you're pretty um, efficient, though. Like I feel like. What are you're my
2: gonna... options? If my options are to fight the ghost, Jason, that I would die.
0: I feel like you would put up a, more of a fight. Like I would be the one that would like turn around in a frame and be like, "Ah!" And then he'd be like, "Whack!" And it would just like cut two. I'd be the cut mm-hmm. two. I'd be the cut two kill, and you would be the kill that that people are like. Well,
2: consider be, you know what? Hold on. For him. Considering you can do some damage to the character, mm-hmm. if we're going to the lore of the movie, then I think I would do okay. I think it just depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Do I have anything? Do I have any weapons at all?
0: Andrew didn't.
2: Andrew got an axe. At some Andrew
0: point. was our co-character. Actor. He's the main actor, essentially of Never gotcha, Huggled.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. go to a delight to work well, with. There so is fun. a there.
2: Well, no, uh, Tommy darvis has returned and to reprise his role
0: and Tommy Jarvis has returned. I I don't think we had we we did not have the honor of working with Tommy Jarvis on on mm. that
2: set. No you know what? yeah, I'd kill him. Who? Jason. Jason?
0: Oh. You would kill Tom, you would kill Jason? Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> die.
2: <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> I love it. I'd get away.
0: You'd have to live a life without me then.
2: Um you would get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh would I would, would you die? Would you die okay. legitimately? This Jason. I would hopefully be able to, I think we would hopefully be able to outrun him. I don't know, but listen.
0: You're gonna have to find out to find out what
2: happens. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love you, honey, uh, but I think you've died.
1: Yeah, what are you gonna do? It's Jason.
0: It's
2: too
1: You're supposed to die. Yeah, come on. I know. mean, there are certain ones where I'm like, the answer's pretty. It's pretty obvious. Like, we got to be real with ourselves. Look ourselves. Look at ourselves in the mirror and just like, it's it's Jason. Like, Mikey, my is the same way. Mikey, uh, who else? <laughs> that? Just you? Me now? <laughs> I don't. know. I feel like I'm the only one that's. I I can't be the only one. I'm sure other people say it. But I've been saying this for since I started the show, to be perfectly honest. But well, I can't be the only one. But as far as I know, I am. And all my friends.
2: J.J.B. 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 But like
0: Yeah, I'd die for sure.
1: I'd die. Yeah, but like there are some, um, there are some that people can survive, like Normie Bates. I think some people can survive him, Um, uh, dude.
0: I just, I would just watch that recently for the first time.
1: Nice. I love that movie.
0: If you were in a Jason Voorhees movie, would you die? Oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be first kill easy. And it's funny because I should know better, but I just we should all
0: know better. Here's the thing. Yeah. a horror movie we should all know better but your scripting says that you have to be oh you know weird trail in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night exactly this is where my character needs to go right now and it's I like
1: think- if i was in a jason movie i'd a 100 die in real life no because i wouldn't be in a real i wouldn't be in a jason movie in real life because i wouldn't be be campy Nope.
0: Mm-hmm. no no you you want me to go to what cabin in what woods where no service? Right. No, you.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I was a Boy Scout growing up, so I did go on the Boy Scout. <laughs> the salute. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, it's it's three. Bad.
0: It's the three it's, fingers.
1: Is it two? Know, it's hard to do to
0: Eagle Scout?
1: Is it two? Was I was two? an Eagle Scout.
0: This you is heard the heard Disney. You were an Eagle Scout.
1: Yeah, I don't remember if it was two or three, which is bad. Which is bad. I don't remember. It's hard to do. It's hard to pull that pinky down. Yes,
0: it's three because it's honor. That's yeah,
1: bullshit. I think it was two was Cub Scouts and then three was boy.
0: Well, two is the Disney point. Oh. I'm just kidding. I, w- <laughs> I, I
1: wasn't a, Di- was a Disney Scout, unfortunately. <laughs> um, although uh, there, there was a time where I really wanted to be one of the dancing Boba Fett's. But that oh. that's oh, we're we're okay. Oh, I gotta wrap this up. There's too many, too many tangents.
2: <laughs> too we're many tangents.
0: Oh do yes. This and and
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll get some we'll get some plugs if we can. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if the there is an Indiegogo for Never Hike Alone too. I think it might still be open for other aspects it's a good way to get if you want to get a blu-ray copy or he's got a bunch of cool things on there as well pins and props i do think he's going to be running that campaign through because you know turns out making movies is expensive his production company is called womp stomp films that's a w-o-m-p S-T-O-M-P Womp Stomp. And fun to say. Let's be let's be real. <laughs> I mean,
0: not gonna lie. Um, really but you
2: can uh <laughs> Google Womp Stomp Indiegogo or Never Hike Alone Indiegogo. I'm sure it'll pop up that way.
0: We can link the show. We can link the the
2: Yeah, we can probably link we it. We can right? link it, we'll it in can...
0: the notes. Um we'll yeah,
2: gotcha. uh, you know Never Hike Alone Two as well as Never Hike Alone and Never Hike Alone of the Snow are available for free on youtube he made this so you can be viewed for free by all just enjoy
0: what other merch can be available is there something i'm there
2: oh uh, man listen i had a really really big step and breakthrough as an artist i ha- officially now have art available through mondo that's uh, the i did the album cover for never hike alone and so you'll see this uh you know his ghost jason mask with uh, trees all around it you've seen the image of the 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 river of blood like the lake of blood flowing off the sides. but if you go on mondo's website and just type in never hike alone if the if the album is still if it's not sold out i think the i think it's in low quantities now to be honest um so hopefully by the time sorry sorry,
0: is the album all original work like it's the original. Yeah, it's musical.
2: the score. It's the soundtrack for the film. It's just, they, they put a lot into the soundtrack of it. And uh, you can go on the Mondo website if you would like to get some cool art of mine and also uh, the soundtrack and a really, really cool pressing of the vinyl. You can do that through mm-hmm. Mondo's website.
0: There are going to be screenings throughout the US different times after this date. so Including Salem. Including Salem at the end of um at the end of october
2: october 28th right i
0: believe you're right and we'll also awesome. be
2: well, i don't think we are going to be able to make the premiere the screening the screening sorry the screening of it which is um very heartbreaking but it's because well this is all just we were just going to be there anyway because we are going to be part of the salem night fair that's going to be happening in salem and very very honored to be a part of that Mm-hmm. So About that it,
0: the same time, simultaneously, the that same weekend, yeah. if you would like to see it in Salem,
2: so you come see us on Friday at the mm-hmm. Salem Night Fair. Stay, and then you can go to the screening of Never Hike Alone Two. That's also happening in Salem,
0: or you can stay in the comfort of your own home and have your own party and
2: watch it for free. You can follow Womp Stomp on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, Adam's Artbox. You can follow Kaylee on Instagram. What's it look like?
0: You can follow Austin on Instagram. (laughs) You could. You can follow all of us on Instagram. That's where we're most responsible. We had an account
2: for our cat, Bert, but I don't remember the password for it. Oh, no. So
0: you can tag, but (laughs) unfortunately, we cannot (laughs) repost.
2: Not yet. I think
0: that's it. Yeah. What what, Uh, what, what can we do for you? Exactly.
1: You guys are doing it all. You got it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So
0: we've only seen videos of people plugging things. So this is how we think that it's supposed to go.
1: (laughs) It's basically what that basically is plugging. Like, it's just like, hey, here's everything I can talk about. And then this is my Insta, Twitter, whatever. So, yeah, that's that's all it is. You did it perfectly
2: hey and if you want to see me in a hockey mask while well, not the Jason hockey mask oh my
1: god <laughs> you can
2: also for free i don't know if blu-rays and all that are still available still available I, um but if you want to watch it for free you can go to youtube and type in casey jones live wire if that sounds familiar it is not the train <laughs> engineer but it is rather casey jones from ninja turtles so that's right there's a train engineer named casey jones yeah, pretty crazy, right? Sometimes I found that out because I was on eBay looking for Casey Jones stuff like a couple of years ago before we made the movie. And I was like, Oh yeah, there's a Grateful Dead song about this, isn't it? Anyway, listen, <laughs> so YouTube Casey Jones LiveWire. Uh you can see me act a fool as Casey Jones and my lovely wife Kaylee is April O'Neill. We made this thing uh with some very good friends of ours, Chaz Dre and Steve Chessworth. Um, when the when the COVID lockdowns happened, well, all the productions stopped. There's no more film productions. And Chaz called me up and he said, Do you want to make a Casey Jones short film? Since nothing's going on right now. And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Do you want to play a Casey Jones? And I said, and I quote, You know I want to play Casey Jones. So we we were supposed to be this small thing, and it ended up being this really cool. Thirty-minute proof, wow, proof of concept pilot episode. Perfect concept. Perfect concept. <laughs> um, watch it; it's really fun and super kick-ass. And you know, you can watch it as a 30s, 40 something forty-something-year-old human who grew up with the turtles. And it's also uh, you can show your ten-year-old kid if you know, or niece or nephew, and they'll take they it too. What if
0: I was like, yeah, I have one of those, and I pull them out of my back
2: pocket. Uh, what? <laughs> <one of> ten-year-old <laughs> oh kid.
1: That's awesome. I love that so much. I think that's the coolest. thank you, for uh, thank you guys us. for being on the show.
2: You're welcome. Did we say our farewell though?
0: we we can say our farewell right now. Thank you so much for having us. We've had such a great time.
2: We've learned so much about each other. We learned our hopes and fears,
0: our dreams our dreams, and
2: dreams failures and our failures. <laughs> I've been Adam.
0: I've been Kaylee. You've been Austin.
2: I've been Austin. <laughs> and and whoever's listening, you say who you've been. Awesome.
1: That's where you die.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening to
1: today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this Friday the 13th surprise episode. Thanks again to Adam and Kaylee for joining me to talk about everything Jason Voorhees. And <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff today. Adam and Kaylee are the best. I love them so much. Don't forget to check out Never Hike Alone 2, which should be out today. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Friday the 13th so far, or if you're listening on Saturday the 14th or November, or 2024, I hope you're having a wonderful day then too. I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing, and if you decide to do that, don't forget to use promo code Show for 20% off your entire order. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You die Podcast. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Since we talked Jason today, next week's episode, it's got to be about Freddie. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.